We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. I quickly want to thank our sponsor, Camuso Design, which is an incredible company that's revolutionizing the way that we deal with stress. They have developed a beautiful and organic way to reduce your stress and help you calm down and feel better simply by using your breath. And not only do they make you feel good, they make you look good because this design is absolutely beautiful. They have necklaces for men, women, and children, and you can get 15% off your order today if you use the code Just Breathe Tori 10. That's Just Breathe Tori 10 for 15% off. You can check the link in the show notes to purchase today. What's up, Coachable family? Welcome back to the show. This week, you are in for a treat because I have a conversation with my good friend, Ken Jocelyn, where we talk about the exact steps you should be taking to develop more confidence, create bigger results, and get a seat at the table in rooms with some of the world's most successful people. He's done it as a coach, entrepreneur, author, and real estate guru doing over $280 million in real estate sales. He has some wisdom to give us, and he sure does in this episode. We really talk about the simplicity of success and how to fall in love with the process along the way. So if you're ready to 10X your life, get a pen, take some notes, subscribe to this show if you're not already, and share this episode with a friend because you are not going to want to miss any of this. Let's jump into this week's episode. Okay. Welcome, Ken Jocelyn. A good, I would consider you a good friend at this point, even though we have recently developed a friendship. It's one of those things that like when you connect with somebody who you vibe with and gets you, a connection can blossom very Even quickly. Even as like much fun as I make for you from so going to the university. Thank you for taking time Alabama. and just hanging we're out still, and, we're still friends. and having a conversation. <laughs> 
Yes, I, I have. I told I, have I told somebody I, I told somebody the other day it. I'm a Michigan fan. I grew up in Michigan, so I'm a big Michigan. So I can't stand I Ohio can State. I don't even like being in Columbus. Um, Alabama fans are mm-hmm. almost as bad, and I'm a Georgia fan too. So I mean, I don't I don't mm-hmm. like dislike Alabama. I'm not sure if this is what we're supposed to be talking about on your podcast or not. <laughs> Um, but Alabama fans are just about as obnoxious as Ohio State fans. But anyway, I think we're talking about confidence or mindset or. Oh my God! I was at. Yeah. Well, oh, to the point, if we want to talk sports, because this is the Coachable podcast, and Coachable can we can talk a lot about a lot of different things. And they got but beat. I was at the Braves. Yankees game last night and I was having the same thought the Yankees fans are like LSU fans or whatever obnoxious fan that you hate out there Um, I was thinking that I was like I bet a bunch of people love to hate Alabama the way I kind of hate Yankees fans so it it comes around what goes around comes around right but um, yeah this is a coachable podcast where we talk about how to learn how to be and do better in all different areas of our life including our career, our relationships, uh, our finances, and you have killed it in a lot of these areas. And I would love to get your take on how does one learn to develop confidence because you are literally one of the most confident guys I know. When you walk into the room, everybody knows it. And it's not, Mm. it's not that, uh, arrogant, like persona or like that arrogant facade. It's, it's just a, it's a grounded confidence of I know who I am and I express who I am unashamedly and uh, I love who I am too. And that is tangible and it's felt by the people around you. And I know that there are people listening that are like, how do I get some of that? Because I am quiet or I'm shy or I'm insecure about certain things. Like what has your journey personally (laughs) been like when it comes to developing confidence, do you came, like pop out of the womb? It, it like, came through a lot of pain. Telling people what's going um, it came on through a lot and, of mistakes. and being it expressive came through this a lot way. Of amazing people in my life. Um, my book is actually about to come out and drop about. We're done. We finished it yesterday. Hallelujah. Um, so we're, it's finished. So now it's got to print. Um, but one of the main stories in there um, really is because yeah. you talked about confidence, but you said something about not being arrogant. Um, my first big, big stage I was ever featured on um, was in um, Michigan mm-hmm. um, in between John Maxwell and Jeannie, one of my mentors. And um, the next day, Jeannie sat me down at lunch and she said, she asked me this question. I was 31 years old. I'm speaking on big stages. And she said, Ken, she goes, do you want to be significant or do you want to be successful? And it was one of those it was one of those game changing moments for me in my life to where I, I was smart enough to say significant. But at 31 years old, I thought I was a man, right? I mean, I'm John Maxwell. Like, I'm coming out right behind John and, uh, and speaking in mm-hmm. front of Jeannie and, and some heroes of my faith. And um, mm-hmm. she just began to proceed to, to unpack that for me and say, you know, significance. Um, if we set out to live a life of significance to help build others around us and help other people win at high levels or at levels they've never won at before, we'll always find success. But if we start out to be successful, we may or may not find significance and we're more than likely going to leave a trail of damage behind us. And I think that through just through that journey is where is where kind of confidence comes from. You know, Mm -hmm. confidence is essential um, in becoming a great leader and then in turn being able to to not build, but um, create great culture in your organization or in your company.
Yeah, I mean, I think what I hear when you say that about significance being about building others up and success in the way that that she was kind of describing it was more of a, a, a you focused uh, mentality. It's it's the difference mm-hmm. between between coming from right. this is about me and I and I'm motivated the I motivation or the the we or the all like this is about something bigger than me and so often on our journey to quote unquote success we start with that from that place of I I want to change my life I want to become in control of my results I want to take you know responsibility for my happiness I want to prove myself or other people wrong or whatever and then what I found in my journey, not that I've arrived at any, you know, end destination, but that that evolves to becoming about less about me and more about how can I share my experiences, my knowledge, my skills, my gifts, any wisdom I've acquired with other people to help them move along yeah, and move you, forward in their the life. That, and it becomes um, about significant something leaders, way bigger. Um, look to build up others around them or successful leaders. Look at others around, use others around them to build themselves up. Um, and there's, and those two, those things are two completely different, um, two completely different things. People go, well, can't you be successful? Of course you can be successful, but there, but there's a, there's a different path and a different journey to being successful and, you know, in confidence, yeah. Uh, we do three things at Growstack Drive. We help business leaders build confidence, gain clarity, and create community. And for me, people go, where does that, where does that start at? It always starts with amazing relationships. Um, I've, I've done some really, really cool things mm-hmm. over the past 30 years, um, 25, 30 years, from you know officiating college basketball to umpiring college baseball to being one of the top, you know, um, student pastors and pastors in the country, being able to speak in some some really cool spaces, um, to building our Growstack Drive brand, our real estate. I, I finished seventh out of thirty seven hundred agents in real estate um, last year. Um, I've, but in every one of those things that I've done, and I've always exceeded, and I've done things faster than anybody else has. In every one of those things that we've done, I've always had the best of the best in my corner. The very first time I ever stepped on a high school court to referee a basketball game in summer. Yeah. Sally Bell was my clinician. People go, who's Sally Bell? Um, she was only, uh, she's only worked about 12 or 13 women's national championship games. Mm-hmm. She worked the Olympics mm-hmm. in 96. She's probably, if not the top women's official ever, um, she's got to be in the top two or three. Um, she she was the coordinator for the SEC and six other Division One conferences until she retired a couple mm-hmm. years ago. First time I stepped on the court, Sally's my clinician. You know, the first time I go to um, to umpire a baseball game, I'm working with a buddy of mine who's been in the big leagues now for 20 years. Um, the first time I go into, you know, when I, I'm doing student ministry, I've got, you know, people like Jeannie, people like Ron, people that are the best of the best of the best. When I go, when before I even started GSD, I'm I'm sitting in a room with Grant Cardone on, on how to help grow businesses. Um, I've just been super fortunate to be around some amazing mm-hmm. people. When you get around those amazing people mm-hmm. and you're coachable, hint the podcast title, and you're teachable, which is teach, teachability is one of my five core values. We're not only mm-hmm. open to feedback, but we actively <laughs> pursue feedback. When you get around those people and you're coachable and teachable, it, it's impossible not to grow in confidence. Yeah. Well, because you pick up on and it's sometimes you have to borrow someone else's confidence before you 
feel confident yourself. And as much as you say you've been, you know, privileged or, you know, you've had the opportunity to be in uh, those rooms or to, to, to be around those people and learn from those people. I think something you bought into early is the value of having a good team around you, having a support system around you and you actively seek that out. Right. And you invest in that mm-hmm. as a way to uh, continue to, to sharpen your own craft and your own skill sets. And, and there's something to that, you know, there's something I talk about. It's like, we can't right. be successful on our own. This whole myth about like, Oh, self-made brands or self-made millionaires or whatever. And it's like, no, nobody that I- is operating at the highest level got there on their own. And so buying into that idea of I, I need those relationships in order to get where I want to go work for John is forever. critical. Um, is one of my best friends, and Nate. The, Nate termed the word "you ear." Um, he termed the word "you ear," which is you know it's you, you, you. And I'm like, listen, yes, that you is great, like the power inside of you. But the reality of it is, is it is you cannot get anywhere in life. I say this all the time. There are three spheres of influence or relationship that every single one of us have to have. Number one is our community. Like who's that large group of people that you're traveling with? Same DNA. Seth Godin calls it the tribe, wrote a book about it. You know, who's that 10X? Is it Grow Stack Drive? Is it the Coachable Podcast? Is it who's the group Mm -hmm. of the community that you're going with? The second one is your circle. Who are the 10 or 12 people that you're doing life with on a consistent basis? Like, who are those people and what are they doing? And then the third one is your corner. Who are the one or two people in your life that know everything about you, that have a 10,000 foot view of what's going on in your life? And listen, I don't care how talented you are, how gifted you are. If you don't have those three spheres of influence down in your life, it is holding you back from being the best version of who you are, and it really limits um, your significance and your success. Mm-hmm. Mm. I 1000% agree with this. And in Coachable You, I call that the huddle. Like who, who's on your team, first of all? Yeah. Who's who's your coach or the, the coaches in mm-hmm. your life that mm-hmm. are helping you? Cause they, they can see what's going on in the field that you can't see from your perspective that, uh, that you give permission to speak into your life. And then who's in that huddle? Who are the people that are going to have your back rally around you? Uh, you know, give you that feedback when you need it most and mm. bring out that greatness inside of you when you might've given up on yourself or when you don't see it in yourself. So I love that. What are some other things that you think people can practically do to either develop confidence or what are some of those key things that well, I, um, there, there are several things great that, leaders or confident Yeah, there are several things that we need to comment. find what in order to build confidence. Those things and we, we have to understand start to that what we do, it really starts with confidence because confidence is currency. Confidence is internal, currency is external. But everything that we do in our life it really is birthed from the confidence that the confidence that we have in that that that's comes my why what's my purpose you know Simon Sinek's book Pat Lencioni stuff that he talks about all the time Maxwell stuff that he writes about all the time um, but there's a couple things number one is you have to find your rhythm like you have to find your rhythm and you're the only one that can find your rhythm like what does what does your day look like. What are you doing throughout the day? I am, I mean, I've got my GSD planner right here. My goals written down this morning, affirm, gratitude affirmations, my top three for the day. At the end of the day, 
I'm going to go through here and do wins 1% better on my goals the second time. And I got a scoreboard right here. I'm going to rank myself. And then I've got my notes in my, in my day timer for the day. Like, so my rhythm, I set an alarm this morning for 5 a.m. I was up at 424 is what time I was up. Boom, ready to roll. Had my workout clothes laid out. My, I did my quiet time on my U-verse nap, listened to worship music, got dressed, pre-workout, hit F45, got back. I mean, my my rhythm every morning, my routine. John Maxwell, John Maxwell says this. He goes, I can predict the long-term outcome of your success if you show me your daily habits. Like, what does your rhythm look like? Number one, you're the only one that can, you're the only one that can dictate it. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't morning guys. Some people work till two, three, four. That is not me. I was in the bed last night at 9.01 p.m. <laughs> I mean, I was out. At like 9.05, yeah. I'm out. One of my agents called me today. He goes, do you remember me calling you last night on my team call this morning? Mm-hmm. And I had to look through my, did you call me at 9.29? He goes, yeah, we talked for a minute. Do you not remember? I was like, no, I have no idea you called me last night. But you've got to you've got to find your rhythm. And then the one thing here's 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 what's hard <laughs> because we're so busy in America doing stuff. You cannot find your rhythm if you're busy. Mm-hmm. You've got to slow down in order to speed up. Yeah. But that first step is really finding your yeah. rhythm. What does your routine look like? Your your yeah. success in what you do really is going to be found in, and I, I would say the vast majority of people who are really, really significant and successful and really done some unbelievable things, those people have an amazing routine when it comes to what they do in the morning. Yeah, and it, is this something that it took time for you to develop? Because I know that there's people out there that are like, I can't. I I hear you and I hear the importance of this and this feels like a stretch to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I've got my, um, you know, workout in and I got my quiet time or I've got my meditation and I've got this, 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 this. Where do you say people, where do people begin if they're trying to find that rhythm? Should they try and do everything yeah, on so once so or one thing at a time? How yeah, here's what I would say. The most important time in your day, the absolute like? most important time of the day is the 10, 15 minutes before you go to bed the night before. Your your work day does not start when your alarm clock goes off. Your work day better start the mm-hmm. night before. Tonight, before I go to bed, I'm going to do my wins 1% better, my goals for the second time. I'm going to do my scoreboard. I'm going to flip my planner over to tomorrow, and all of my all of my appointments for tomorrow are going in my planner. My day will be planned tomorrow before I even get out of bed. So when I wake up tomorrow, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And one of the things this does for us, Tori, is it keeps you from the busy work. Like the busy stuff where you don't get shit done. Like you're working and you're doing it, but you look up at the end of the day and you feel busy. And you, oh, I've checked some stuff off, but has it moved the needles that you need to move? Did it it get the KPIs where they Mm -hmm. needed to be in order to move the revenue, move the needle of revenue in your business and in your life? So mm-hmm. I would say yes to all of those questions. Like before you go to bed tonight, yeah. spend 10 minutes planning your entire day out tomorrow yeah. and then stick with that. That's why we have a top three in our planner. Like do your top three things. Don't worry about 15 things. Don't answer emails. Don't do all the busy work. Do the top three things that you need right. to do every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I 
I think it's Jim Rohn who says success is not magical or mysterious. It's the consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. And you think about that in the sports world, you know, we can talk about Alabama football here because, you know, when Alabama or any other sport that is a championship level or a contender is they're training all year for that last game of the season at the beginning, but they're not just, it's not something they don't just start practicing at the beginning of the season. It is all year long preparation and they're practicing the fundamentals. It's like LeBron still does his layups and still does his free throws and still does his dribble, like whatever. And if we can just buy in to doing those fundamentals mm. and set and become obsessed with that, and start to love the routine and to love the process of working on our craft, working on ourselves, self-mastery every single day. If we can buy into that process, then we're not in resistance to it every day when the alarm goes off and we're like, Oh, I don't want to do this. It's like, Oh no, I have set myself on a course. that's going to make, I'm going to make two two things. Decisions today. That's going to get out of bed. Get me closer to where I want to be tomorrow. Period. If you need an alarm clock to get out of bed, your goals aren't big enough. Second thing is I created a concept in the past year since we started GSD called incremental, not monumental. Small daily discipline decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you if you do the right things every single Mm -hmm. day. And that's the part about, listen, if I take the 10 minutes, most important time of your week, hands down is Sunday night, 30 minutes before you go. I plan out my whole week. Like if I've got appointments on my calendar, your podcast was in my planner Sunday night before I went to bed. Mm -hmm. My Monday is completely planned. If you'll do the things, it's small daily disciplined decisions over time always equal monumental results. It is incremental, not monumental. It is that concept. I've been doing, I've been on my health journey for I don't know, 16 months, 17 months. I'm down 70 pounds. I've been on keto. Today's day 65 of keto. I'm down three inches off my waist since I started keto. I feel fantastic. But I I just didn't wake up, you know, week two of this whole process. And I'm like, oh, look, I'm down 50 pounds. No, it's a, it is a steady grind. But, but as you see progress and as you make progress and you think you see things start to happen, it feeds the momentum that you have understanding if I will yield and give to that principal concept of Mm -hmm. incremental, not monumental, I know down the road that dude, I'm building something. Yeah. Well, and the importance of just clarifying your day and your week because as you said that's one of the things you help people do is develop clarity and confidence within gsd it's like if you know what's coming that gives you one it gives you clarity what what am i up against this week what do i need to prepare for and you're confidently can confidently go into this podcast or go into that meeting or go into whatever it is you're facing because you know what's coming down like, you know, what pitch is being thrown that day. And that is going to give you the confidence to hit it out of the park instead of being like, oh, I'm just waiting to see what happens every single day and see what, where life takes me, but you're never prepared. Yeah, and I'm so telling you, you, you if, can't if feel you, confident if you're so chronically simple. unprepared. And I tell this to people all the time. 
I'm like, this really isn't rocket science. If you'll do the right things every single day. And I mean, it's again, last night I went to bed at nine, a couple minutes after nine, alarm clock was set for five, I woke up at 424, boom. Grab my phone, turn some worship music on. I always post a picture on my Instagram story of what I'm listening to that morning. I go right to my U version, brush my teeth, get dressed, grab my pre-workout out of the refrigerator because my, my workout clothes are laid out on a chair beside my bed. My pre-workout's already in my refrigerator before I go to bed. Like, I don't get up scrambling. My my planner and my pen are sitting right here on my desk mm-hmm. from the, the moment I go to bed. I prepare for what's upcoming. And when we don't prepare... Mm-hmm. Um, or what's what's the what's the quote when you um, fail to plan you plan to fail like know what you're going to do pick out the top three things that you need to do the next mm-hmm. day and do those three things first before you get into all the bit turn your email off flip your phone over I do one of the things I do with my clients on a one on one I do a three day time on it yeah. Ooh, you'd be amazed at how that works and I tell them all the time. From the time you yep. get up to the time you go to bed, I want you to count for every too. single minute. If you put a stamp on an envelope, walk it to the mailbox, I want to know about it. If you go to the bathroom and it takes mm-hmm. five minutes, I want to know about it. Every single time I do a time audit with mm-hmm. one of my consulting clients, every single time, yeah. 60 minutes to 90 minutes a day that are wasted. And then we take all of those items and we circle, the, well, I call it T-O-I-C-D, things only I can do. What are the things on that list that only you can do? Everything else gets delegated to somebody else in your organization. Mm-hmm. It, it's a game changer. Yep. Well, and simply going through that process makes you conscious of how am I spending my time? You have to be intentionally thinking about it just to do the exercise itself, which is going to allow you mm-hmm. the opportunity to become aware and make better choices just simply because you're like paying attention to how you're spending your time which is critical where most of us are spending this time that we think we don't have enough time to do a lot of things we want to do but we don't realize where we might be leaking that or or wasting that Um, and the other thing that you said that I think hits home and is really important for people to get is like this Um, going back to like your level of preparation, which is a byproduct of your commitment to it, uh, to doing the thing. You're not, you're not entertaining the idea of, of getting up and going to the gym. You've planned it out. You like your pre-works pre-workout is already set. Your clothes are set. Like you've already bought into, this is what I'm doing. It's not, I'm going to try. I tell my clients all the time, there is no try, right? It's you do or don't do. There is no try. So many people come to me and like, okay, I'm going to try to do it. No take that out of your vocabulary. You will either do it or you won't do it. And that typically comes down to their level of commitment. I tell people, if you're interested in doing something, you'll do it when it's convenient. You know, it's it's, it's the old joke about breakfast, the chicken and the pig. You'll do whatever it takes. They're both going to provide something for breakfast. Period. The pig's committed. Like, he's committed because it's going to cost him his ass. I mean, like, literally, it's going to yeah. cost him his ass. The chicken's like, hey, yep, I'm in, yeah. but the pig's committed. Like, yeah. the moment you, in. and I love what Grant says, and this is, if, if I've gotten one yeah. thing from Uncle G, from I Grant Cardone, it has been commit first and figure the rest out later. I'm telling you what, every single time you make a commitment, and listen, you may have to recommit seven days a week to a specific area in your life. You may have to recommit every day. This is why... 
community circle corner is so important. Those spheres of influence, because you're going to need some people in your corner to encourage you. You're going to, and you said it just a while ago. You said sometimes you have to borrow somebody else's confidence. The word encourage literally means to add courage to. It's like I'm taking I, I'm taking the courage that I have and I'm letting you borrow it. Mm-hmm. I tell my people all the time, if you need to borrow belief in yourself, borrow it. I've got enough for you. If you need to borrow some passion, mm-hmm. i got enough for you. If you need to borrow some confidence, I've got enough for you. Borrow yeah. mine until we can get you in that incremental, not monumental process long enough to where you see wins. And it's football season. I know we talked about Alabama. But I say this all the time. Think first downs, not touchdowns. Just move the ball ten yards down the field and get a first down. People, I mean, people, the the you know yeah. the sixty yard bomb or the end around or these big plays yeah. makes the fans go crazy. Everybody loves it, but the reality of it is, you just have to move the ball ten yards. And if you'll do that and get a first down, the downs reset. You get four more downs. Just string together yeah. some wins. And when you string together some wins, you're going to start creating some momentum in your organization Mm -hmm. that you may have never experienced before or experienced in the past and thought it was gone forever. And eventually, you're going to move the ball down the field and you're going to score some points. Yeah, yeah. There's... uh there is a video that I share and show my coachable you students. Um, and it's for, it's from the halftime, um, halftime speech in a movie. I think it's every given Sunday or something, but basically talking about how life is a game of inches and it's just about getting that next, yeah, the next down that next inch. And you can be that like it can take just that much to get you over the threshold that you need to to, like you might be at that breakthrough point like you might be that close to something and people quit and people give up and that's the thing I see so often I'm sure you do too so we've got okay I need to get into the rhythm I need to get into relationships what's Um, something else that that people can Um, take away you can create more energy what are you doing for yourself physically and nutritionally like what are you doing I mean I've lost almost 70 pounds over the last 18 months. I feel, I mean, I just celebrated my 53rd birthday a week and a half ago. Freaking, I, I am absolutely on, I have so much energy, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. You've got to find your energy. How can I create more energy for myself? When you move your body, it is a scientific fact that your brain goes, what's going on here? And the more you do that in repetition, the more it helps your body and your brain function the Mm -hmm. way that it is supposed to. What are you doing physically? What are you doing nutritionally? Second thing is you got to find your voice. You've got to find your voice. And this isn't your voice to other people. you got to learn to speak to yourself. And this is the power of your affirmations. we, we, We preach and teach gratitude and affirmations. Mm-hmm. The quickest way to get out of a funk for yourself or to get your eyes off of your issues is to be is to have gratitude. Mm-hmm. Is to not only write down who you're grateful for and what you're grateful for, pick the phone up and tell somebody. Right. Send somebody a text. Help somebody out of a tough situation and you'll be amazed at how mm-hmm. quick you start gaining momentum. Second thing is your affirmations. I have four. One of my affirmations, then my affirmations have morphed over the past six, eight months. One of my affirmations used to be, I will live a life 
where my heart yeah. and my head are in alignment. Why is that important? And one of the things I teach on a lot is limiting beliefs. Fear, scarcity, insecurity, mm. um, comparison, shame, and success. Those are the top six we struggle with. So if I'm going to live a life where my heart and my head are in alignment, my heart is where I believe. Yeah. It's my dream. It's the dream factory. It's where I paint the picture. It's, it's where I get vision. It's like this is what I want my life to look like. The problem is my head is where my belief system is located. My belief system is what determines and dictates my actions, not my heart. So if I don't live yeah. a life where my heart and my head are in alignment, what happens is every day I get up and I don't see things happen. The picture my heart paints doesn't come to pass or fruition. It erodes at the hope that I have. So when I can, get, when I can live a life where my heart and my head are in alignment, now I've added a third mm-hmm. thing to that. I will live a life where my heart, my head, and my relationships are in alignment. When you get the heart and the head piece in, in alignment, you're going to start seeing things happen in your life you've never seen before. And then what's going to happen is now you're going to see that relational that relationship component come into play. And when you start lining those relationships up and all three of those things get in alignment, there's absolutely nothing in this world you cannot accomplish. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I would even like say that relationship Mm. component is is inclusive of your environment in general, which is your nutrition, how you're taking care of yourself, your body, that environment that you're creating within yourself, but also who are you around types of relationships you you're cultivating and all of that. And and I tell people all the time, you know, the, the greatest distance most of us will ever travel is is between our head and our heart. You know, and I I love the way you described it about how there are so many people that they can have this dream and this vision for their life and where they want to be. But the reason they're not making progress or moving towards that has nothing to do with how bad they want it. It has to do with the the belief system and the mindset and the mentality uh, and the thought processes that tell them why maybe that they can't have it, that they're not good enough, like all the insecurity, the shame, whatever. And mm-hmm. that's what's driving their actions or their procrastination or their, their, you know, they're just un, the inability to, to like actually stay consistent. I see a lot of people, a pattern of starting and mm-hmm. stopping. I start and I do it for a little while and I, I never follow through. And that's oftentimes a byproduct of, of that, that thinking. And, um, so bringing those together is, is critical. Um, I, what, how do you think like, where does somebody go if they're struggling with that right now? Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, I have this vision Mm -hmm. for myself, but they're almost like living off hope. It's like, I hope my life changes. I hope I get there. Right. Hope isn't so a strategy. So how do I start to line up every single day my head for and my heart? a year and a half before we created our own and added several components. I used to write one quote down. It was get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. Mm-hmm. Now, in my planner, um, I don't know how much of this is videoed or whatever, I had it printed in my mm-hmm. planner. It's in the planner every single day. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. All you have to do, yeah, just a couple times, right? All you have to is listen. It's not rocket science. Get in rooms with people who are doing what you want to do, and emulate Mm -hmm. what they're doing. This real listen. Success, significant achievement, call it whatever you want to call it. It's not rocket science. When I get around guys, and and this is this is the one thing that I say. 
I've got some amazing yeah. mentors. I just, I literally just got an email from Sharon Lecter 30 minutes ago. Sharon did a big endorsement for my book. She's a co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know, she's, she's sold more financial books um, than any woman in the history of the world. Um, you know, I, I've got amazing mentors. I've got amazing people that if I need to reach out to a Sharon or if I need to reach out to Tim Story or Grant Cardone, or I just hired a new sales guy. My first full-time sales position started today. Well, the first thing I did was I, I've got a text into Jared Glant. He's the president of Cardone. Who's going to know more about how to get sales guys rolling and, and than Jared is? And I, I just always lean on those mentors and those great relationships I have. Get in rooms yeah. with people who think bigger than you do. Hope is not a strategy. Get around people who are doing what you want to do and then just be teachable. It's not rocket science. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think it's this permission to like not have to know the answer all the time and like the permission to not have to recreate the wheel. Like instead of trying to figure it all out on your own, you're going to waste a lot of time doing that. Why don't you just go learn from somebody who's done it? Right. Work under somebody who's doing it and you're going to speed up that process so much more quickly. That's the thing I think we're seeing, uh, especially like for younger folks, Gen Z's or whatever that are coming up and they're interested in becoming entrepreneurs or starting their own business or there's fewer kids going through um, and getting traditional degrees. And it's like, right. if, especially if we want to become entrepreneurs, it's like, I want to go work with somebody who's running a business. It, I don't want to necessarily let, let sit me, in a classroom let me say this and learn about you don't marketing just get around from somebody someone who's, who's teaching a me business. about a Pepsico commercial you want to get from around the 80s. someone who's been ridiculously successful running a business. Somebody that's actually got all of the areas of their life in order and intact. Yeah. And they're doing really, really like, and they have a desire to pour into that next generation and help mentor you. And I don't even care. Listen, I don't even care if you do it for free. Like, get around. I just saw Grant. He just posted this morning. Um, some young African-American kid was at one of the things. He goes, you're, he said, I'm going to mentor you for the next year. Like, you're going to come hang out with me. I'm like, dude, that kid has no idea what's about to happen in his life mm. from hanging around with Grant for the next 12 months. It's a, it'll be, it is a life-changing opportunity to be yeah. around those type of people to learn the things that do. I'm reading this book right now. My whole team is. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. My buddy, um, my buddy Carlos Reyes uh, mentioned this when he spoke at my boot camp in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to the Audible right now and reading the book, my team. And he just continues to talk about your money blueprint and how the blueprint in your mind comes from how your parents talked about money, mm-hmm. how your parents handled money. It's, it is, I'm listening to it and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like everything exactly. he talks about, I go, yep, that's my mom. Yep, that's my dad. Yep, that's my mom. Yep, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. But getting getting around people, build relationships. Yep. Don't go into a relationship with a mentor or someone wanting something from mm-hmm. them. Be interested before you're interesting. Yeah. I love that. And that takes us back to what we were initially saying about um developing confidence and your story about significance and success. It's like going from what can I get from this? What can I take from this situation or this person or this opportunity instead of what can I give? What can Mm -hmm. I show up? What talent or skill? Even if you're like, all I have is my time. All I have is like, oh, I'm, I'm young and I'm energetic and I'm enthusiastic and that's what I can bring. Bring it, bring it and 
fully express that because that might be the thing that they're mm-hmm. lacking right now. And that enthusiasm is contagious. And, and so don't, I think disqualify yourself because you're like, Oh, I have nothing to offer. Right. You do. It's just, we have to think bigger than we have before about what it means, like what's actually valuable. You know, as somebody who's building a team myself, somebody who's enthusiastic, teachable, coachable, who's like willing to learn, who's like a sponge, that's somebody who's way more valuable to me than somebody who's walking in the door thinking they know everything that's super rigid and, is lacking creativity because they think right. they know it all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to and have people. We where have I'm at in my business, that would be GSP. way more valuable to me. Core values for, for both of my companies. And that's passion, focus, intentionality, teachability, and flexibility. Passion's how we attack our goals. Focus is how we dominate our calendar. Intentionality is how we communicate mm-hmm. with the team and with our clients. Um, teachability, we're not only open to feedback, but we actively pursue feedback. We are constant learners constant learners. And then the last one's flexibility. We live in a fluid world. You better be open to and embrace change. Like you have to, I was doing a, I was working a college baseball game with a buddy of mine named Jay, who is a uh, minor league. uh, He's a minor league umpire supervisor, like single A, double A. He worked a lot of triple A games, several games in the big leagues. And Jay and I were working a game and um, we're in Atlanta at, uh, at Piedmont, not Piedmont, um, Oglethorpe. In Atlanta, right there in Buckhead. We're working a game at Oglethorpe, D3 game. It's my first year back in baseball, my mm-hmm. first college season. And, you know, Jay's one of the top guys, right? Jay comes down in between innings. And, you know, when you were a college yeah. baseball game, you don't ever talk to your partner. Unless you got a jack of coach or something's wrong, you don't ever – unless you get conferring on a play where, you know, you're needing some help and get a play right, you don't ever talk to your partner. We start, I'll see you in nine innings. I'll see you in three hours. Yeah. Jay was coming down every half an inning. He was going, hey, you know, when you do your strike call, I want you to point a little bit more towards first. Mm-hmm. Hey, when that ball's going down first baseline, get off the line quicker. When, you know, he's just giving me small pointers. About the fifth or sixth inning, Jay looks at me and he comes down and he goes, hey, are you okay with me coming down here every half an inning and giving you these little pointers? I said, Jay, if you came down here and told me to spin on my head on during the seventh inning stretch, I would do exactly what you tell me to do. And he he started he laughed and he turned around and walked he started walking away and he t- looked over his shoulder and that's what he said he goes Ken I have had I've never worked with somebody who's as teachable as you are he goes the sky is the limit for you. you can do anything you want to in this game if we'll just be that teachable in our mm-hmm. life in every moment there is absolutely nothing yeah. you can't accomplish yeah. I. Totally agree. And this is some valuable stuff. I hope you guys are taking notes. Another just item I want to hit on is something we referenced briefly earlier, which is repetition and putting in reps. I'm thinking of a a mentor of mine, Rory Vaden, who uh, runs Brand Builders Group, who helps make Coachable what it is, which is amazing. And he tells a story about a mentor of his who helped him get into mm-hmm. the speaker well, world hall of fame of speaking. Uh, so Rory is in that club. And when he was learning how to become a speaker, uh, he had a mentor who he um, 
finagled his way into mentoring him. He was like, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, please, if you will just like, give me a chance, I'll do whatever. And the guy said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll mentor you. Uh, he asked him to mentor his son for something else. He was like, okay, you do me this favor, help my, my kid out and I'll mentor you on how to speak and, and become a hall of fame world-class uh, speaker. And in their first session of mentorship or just conversation, he was like, okay, what do I need to be do to be a world-class speaker? And he says, um, Okay, here's one, like the one rule I have. Mm. If I'm going to mentor you, I have one rule, and the rule is you have to do everything I tell you to do, <laughs> right? And you, that's the rule. If I agree to mentoring you, you have to do everything I tell you to do. And the guy's like, okay, I'll do it. Okay, he said, go give 10,000 speeches and then come back to me and we'll do lesson two. That was his, like, that's day one. Here's your lesson. Go do 10,000 speeches. And then lesson two is, is coming next. And he was like, what I didn't realize, but I now know is you become a world-class presenter by repetition, by doing it over and over and over again. And if you want to be world-class in anything, it's about putting in the reps. And so that's certainly something that when someone's thinking of a shortcut to success or a secret, like backdoor to success, you know, you don't get there by not putting in those, those reps. And where do you see that? Like showing up in your, either your own life or, or your business, or how do you guys talk about that with your clients? Cause I think it's something that is really, really important for us yeah, to, um, to buy it, into it and realizing um, sometimes you, know, I, you just have to I, put I in the thing, work. One of our new quotes we got coming out is like the definition of luck, somebody who doesn't quit, somebody who puts in the work. Um, the luckiest people that I know mm -hmm. are the hardest working people that mm -hmm. I know. And it does, it, it, it leans right back into incremental, not monumental. Small daily discipline decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success cannot yeah. escape you. You, you can outrun it if you do the right things every single day. The problem is, is we live in this, this, in the world that we live in right now, it's almost like the, you know, the microwave, you know, Orville Redenbacher kind of, we want man, we want it 10 minutes ago. We can't, we, we're not willing to wait for results. And the reality of it yeah. is, is you have to wait. You said something just a minute yeah. ago. And I was talking about Sharon Lecter just a while ago. Sharon and my good friend, Greg Reed wrote a book, Three Feet from Gold. And it's the story. They did the book. It's a story from Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill mm -hmm. about, the, about the gold miner who literally was three feet away from gold, sold the mining rights to one of the little mechanics there who actually brought in another person. They hit gold. And literally, they were right there at the, I mean, at the, at the pinnacle of success, one of the biggest gold mines in Colorado State history. They were right there and they quit. Like right there at it. Like you cannot give up. And this is where encouragement, community, and I say this all the time, not only just encouragement in community, but yeah. accountability in community. If you're in a healthy community, accountability feels like encouragement. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not an ass whooping or a foot in your tail. It literally feels mm -hmm. like encouragement. You need people around you yeah. who are going to hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to go after. Because it's easy to say, oh, I want to do this. And I want to, if I took you back 18 months mm -hmm. ago, October mm -hmm. of 2019, the first time I walked into a 10X boot camp event and I met Grant and I met Jared and I met the team. Before I was a licensee, I've, spoke, I've spoken for Grant at 10X twice. 
Before I did all of those things, when I walked in there, if I took all the people that I met then, and now here we are a year and a half later, I can tell you, remember that guy, he was hot and he was on fire for about four months, gone, never seen him again. Yep, this guy right here, he's been hot. He'll be hot for two months, disappear for three or four. Hot for two months, yeah. disappear for three or four. I literally can sit there and name you off guy after guy, girl after girl, who started out, who had the same, there was 12 of us that got invited to Grant's office December the 9th of 2019. I, I literally, my real estate business, I doubled my real estate income in two months after meeting Grant. I did $129,000 in business, make profit for me. I did 2.8 million or whatever in sales the last two months of the year. There was 12 of us that got invited. Grant Grant hand-selected 12 out of, I don't know, 1,500 in the mentorship program. And even out of that 12, there's probably, probably three or four of those people that I still stay in contact with that I know what are doing, that I, I know them and know what they're doing today, who are still on the same journey that we started that December the 12th when we met, mm-hmm. or December uh, the 9th of 2019 when we met each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's those people who like, when I look to my right or to my left, who am I walking with? Like who, uh, who's next to me. And when I get tired, I can borrow, yeah, some of your resilience or some of your strength or whatever. Cause I'm like, I'm getting tired and I want to give up. And sometimes I look, that's why I love, we, we love geeking out about our workouts and the, the groups that we like work out with you and I were both at parties for our gyms the other day, but it's like, I look over and somebody else is, is still giving yeah. it everything yeah. they have. And I'm like, okay, I can go, it I can dig in one level deeper. You, when you get you know around those if people. they can when still do it, it's motivating me to keep people going. People who are super authentic, when you get around people who are super passionate, they're going after something, dude, it causes something on the inside of you to get stirred. So I spent 12 out of the last 25 years in full-time ministry. Planted churches, pastored churches. I, sp- mm-hmm. I don't even know how many times I spoke. It's, it's been a lot. And big, from you know a few hundred people to several thousand. And one of my one of my favorite stories is in I mean it's either in Luke one or Mark one where it talks about um, where it talks about Elizabeth who is pregnant with John the Baptist she meets Mary that's her cousin um, who is pregnant with Jesus right and it says that when she greeted her at the door the baby on the inside John the Baptist leapt into his mother's womb in Elizabeth and it was filled it was filled with the Holy Spirit and I tell people all the time when you get they're both pregnant with the same type of mm-hmm. passion and dream, the same type of vision. One's John the Baptist. One's mm-hmm. it, yes, they're both pregnant. When you get around mm-hmm. people that Attention, are pregnant yeah. with and full of the same type of vision and dream that you are, I'm telling you, something happens on the inside of you and it stirs something in you. You're like, whoa, I haven't felt this before. This is a little different. The first time I saw Grant, I didn't know who Grant was before October of 2019. He popped up on an Instagram ad. I'm like, who in the heck is this guy? Where'd this guy come from? You know, I've, I have never, I don't get around many people who have more passion than I do. He's one of them. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, this dude don't, this dude's crazy. And he is crazy. We've had several one-on-one conversations. Mm-hmm. He is crazy. Um, but when you get around those people, man, it causes something <laughs> on the inside of you to get stirred. It causes something on the inside of you to leap and go, whoa, hang on just a minute. This, I, I, there's something yeah. different on the inside of me. I have got to see this thing birth. I've got to see this dream and vision come to fruition. Um, there's just too much in me to just let it sit there and be stagnant and die. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, I think we're every single one of us and mm. everybody listening is pregnant with potential. We all have the same potential, but it's like the people that that potential is ignited and realized and birthed. Some people experience that and others don't. And I think one of those key, uh, key things to, to actually seeing that realized, um, and come to life is, um, who you're around. And if that can, can ignite, um, that thing in you that might be dormant, might be dead inside, might be, you know, feel like, uh, you're so disconnected from your potential or your purpose, um, that you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't even know if I have a purpose. Right. And that those people have kind of like given up on, on the dream in so many ways of like, uh, maybe, my best days are behind me. Maybe it's too late for me. Maybe, you know, I've waited too long to try and, and go for this thing that I want, or I've, I've wasted so much time. What do you say to somebody who's, who's thinking that way or feeling that way? Do you feel like it's really ever too late? Unbelievable passion and vision and dreams. Just, I'm telling you, if you get in the room, if you just get in the room, with yeah. those types of people, I'm telling you, that thing you thought on the inside of you that was dead, that dream you thought you miscarried, I'm telling you, that thing will bounce back to life. You'll you will be invigorated. But then comes mm-hmm. the every single day. Small daily discipline decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you. Then it's every single day. That's exactly right. Well, That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah because once you birth that child, you got to take care of that child. <laughs> You can and, yeah, and rem- it's and like, remember this too. I want this There's to a live gestation period. Women just don't get pregnant and spit a baby out in a day. day. It takes nine months. Like, listen, some of you guys that are listening to this podcast today, man, you've been you've had this dream yeah. and it's just the gestation period just hasn't gotten there yet. It just is not time for that thing to be birthed for whatever reason. I used to say this to my everybody I mentor, people that intern with me, people that I get around all the sure. time. I I say this all the time. When you act like you belong in the room, you'll get in the room. When you act like you belong in the room, you'll get in the room. My good friend, Richie Dolan, who ran the, um, who ran the licensee program for Grant. um, Richie is, um, he's, he's the coach's coach. I mean, crap. He coaches Mike Tyson. He's the Lakers team coach. He's LeBron's mindset coach. He's got three NBA championship rings. I ran into him in Vegas last two weeks ago. Like he was at the MGM with like the number one draft pick for the Toronto Raptors, a little guard. Um, and he's, he's, he's coaching him now. So he's a big time mindset coach. Richie and I went to dinner at uh, Fountain Blue in South Beach one night. And I'm, and I'm in, I'm in, um, I'm in company of people. I'm in a room that I've never been in before. Like I've just, this is a very high level room. And I pulled Richie aside earlier that day and I said, Richie, I never want to be the guy that don't know what he don't know. I said, if I'm ever that guy, stop me and pull me aside and let me know. You have permission to speak into my life however you need to speak into my life. And this is a guy who shared the stage with the last three presidents. He's personal friends with Oprah. He did the opening for Ellen's Christmas show last year in, in Miami. I mean, this he is he, he knows everybody. And I knew going in, and like I said, Richie and I are super tight. I said, dude, I never want to be the guy that doesn't know what he doesn't know. If I'm that guy, you have permission to pull me aside and let me know. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you have in your life that can speak into your life at such a level and help prepare yeah. you for that thing you see on the inside? Because when you act like you belong in the room, when your business, when you've done all the things in your business, that dream that you have, when you've done all the things you need to do, that thing will come to fruition. It can't be withheld from you. So if it's not come to fruition yet, what that means is, what that means is mm-hmm. you haven't done the things that you need to do to be able to have that thing birthed. Mm. This is so powerful. This is such, such a good conversation. I know people are going to take so much away. And I just appreciate all your insight and all of your your wisdom. And I know that places like Growth Tech Live, Coachable You, these are communities of people that are doing what exactly we're talking about. Like that's why we do what we do. We're passionate about creating environments that are conducive for this type of learning and growth and success. And this, the stories of what people are achieving um, with within this organization at Coachable and, and with Ken and, and his teams are incredible. And so if those are the types of people you want to be around, stay in touch, get involved, leave us a message, like take a screenshot of this podcast, tag Ken, tag me. We want to know, we want to know you, we want to know your story. Uh, and we want to support you and equip you mm. for the road ahead. Cause again, it's going to take repetition. It's going to take practice. It's going to take relationships. It's going to take all this stuff and, uh, we don't have to do it alone. We can't do it alone. We need each other. And, um, thank you, Ken, for being one of those people that's like in my corner. You know, you're in my corner, in my ring. So thank you for speaking into my life and into my audience and just honor you and love you. All right. Till next time, you guys go be coachable. We'll see you next time on the coachable podcast. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it.